0: kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves, well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, so today we have Becca Clark on the show. Becca enthusiastically joined the beauty industry in 2010 and has been completing hair transformations ever since. Becca is the owner of Altern Blend Hair Studio in Michigan. She specializes in blondes, balayage, and Bellamy extensions. Becca has a deep-seated love and passion for this industry, her clients, and the ability to fulfill her artistic purpose. Her favorite quote is, my mission in life is not to merely survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style, Maya Angelo. I met Becca back last year. Color by Mish had done a class at Ian L Salon in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She has since then opened her beautiful, beautiful studio. Welcome to the show, Becca. Well, thank you, um, and thanks for having me on today. It's I'm super excited. Okay, so tell us a little bit about how you got to alter and blend. So, really, what led me to Alter and Blend, which is funny because I have actually gotten a lot bigger than I had ant- anticipated the space
1: to be, um, i worked in big salons, like three big salons already in the nine, ten years that I've been doing hair, and it was just over always overwhelming for me, so I wanted to create pretty much a space that I felt comfortable in and that my clients felt comfortable, a little bit more intimate, and so... I was kind of looking for a space for like two years, the last two years, and in our area, it's kind of hard to find commercial space that is for a decent price to make it really worth you know doing what we do. So I had came home from work one day and I saw that one of the spaces I had been eyeing was for rent and it was like the perfect little, probably 600 square feet space. And that's what created Alter and Blunt. I just kind of took off and ran with it and haven't stopped yet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you really hit the ground running because the branding, the, the merchandise, the scrunchies, all the beautiful long hair coming out of there. Yeah, we have a lot. Most of our clientele, I would say, is long hair. <laughs> Mermaid hair is what we call it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I scroll past your pictures, I like know they're your pictures. Well, thanks. That's been my goal. We,
1: I wanted to kind of create that, you know, kind of environment where we kind of stand out as a small group and try to do things a little differently than what's being done in our area.
0: So. Yeah. So did you know a lot of the people or how many people are you with and and how did you know them? Or did you meet them after you opened? Well, Ashton is, um, was my old assistant, actually. So she came
1: with me from my old salon. And my current assistant actually just left. She's moving to Grand Rapids after she gets married in a couple weeks. And um, she was also at my previous salon as assistant. And we took her with us. I mean, not like took her, but we. she wanted to come with us. So I was ready for a new assistant. Ashton was ready to kind of hit the ground running on her own, and she was more than ready, because she's super talented. And then Jess actually worked with me at my previous salon, so two salons ago, and she was kind of looking for the same thing. I mean, she was just, kind of being swallowed in a bigger salon and she needed to kind of have her own space and she was limited to her certain days. So when she found out about us, she kind of had showed interest. She liked, you know, what we were doing and saw that me and Ashton were branding ourselves and all that. And then Carly, she came from White Lake, which is like 30 minutes away from us. She just had a baby and she wanted to be working closer to home. So kind of, she just fit right in perfectly.
0: Yeah, that's cool. It's funny how you say people are like overwhelmed in a big salon because I didn't even really think I realized I was, and then you know I just prefer to work in a more serene environment. Yeah, and our clients, uh, we've had such great like feedback from the
1: space. I mean, it's different because like everyone around our area is used to like the bigger salon environment, you know, a receptionist, like, I mean, all of that comes with a bigger salon and we're just a little differently and we all make our own appointments. So it's a little like harder to find out how to book with us. And it's, you know, like a lot of word of mouth, but we do get walk-ins, which is, I mean, we're on a busy road, so that doesn't really stop anyone from walk-ins but it's fun when people come in and they're like I just wanted to stop in and check it out I noticed it was new and like it just it's intriguing I think to people because they don't really see the inside of the space until you pull up and walk in you know
0: yeah it's very charming and I know you had expanded it so can you tell us a little bit about because you you're you're fairly new and then like you turned around and ended up expanding and what did like what need did that meet for you guys well, really what it came down to is
1: um, as soon as I hired Carly, because it was just me, Jess, and Ashton in there, which knowing going into our lease, we knew it's our landlord being next door. He had more space than he needed. So we knew that there was always a possibility of busting through one of the walls to take on more space. It was just a matter of when. Um, but once we hired Carly, she coming in, I didn't realize how much I used both my chair and her chair, which was the empty chair at the time. And so I figured I needed more space for myself because I double book and um, we needed a different lounge area because where I wanted to put my two stations is where our lounge was at the time. So I asked my landlord and he said, do whatever you need to do. And luckily my dad and my husband are who has gotten us to the place we're at because without them, we wouldn't be
0: even open. Yeah. It's pretty handy. And your, your build out is beautiful. It's cool to know people like that. I know it's, I mean, they saved us a lot of money, so that always helps too. Yeah, but so you were able to expand it to where you have two extra chairs then and then the the, the two that you work in? Um, we have one extra chair. We just shifted
1: an old chair and moved it so we could create the walkway. But yeah, so we added a chair.
0: So we have five chairs total instead of four now. That's awesome. And I feel like I have a 600 square foot space and I could see how three, I mean, obviously a different setup as far as like the shape, but I could see how you would quickly outgrow that with three people. Yeah. And I I mean, I, when I first originally wanted Altern Blend, me
1: and Ashton actually had this dream like a year ago where like we created the name, we kind of just had this vision in our head and we were looking more of like solo suites type space, but we don't really have any around us. And I'm actually kind of glad that we went the route we did. And I like when I met you, I loved your space and I just thought like, that's so cool that it's just like her. It's bigger than a suite, but it's like just her in there, you know, with your couple people. And I just thought it was really, and you know, E&L too in Grand Rapids where we went for Melted by Mitch, like I was obsessed. I was like, this is exactly like what I'm envisioning for myself.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of a blessing in disguise when you got when you get to, to like, you have to be a little more thrifty about it or, and like, think about like, okay, I want to create this, but there isn't this thing that I'm looking for. So I feel like it ends up being more more unique, you know, in the end, cause you're like, you had to kind of hunt for it.
1: Yeah, and I, that's like the little, I'm all about little details and decorating probably was one of my favorite parts of opening, um, that'd probably be my second job if I ever could <laughs> swing it.
0: But- yeah, mine would be looking for spaces. I I think I'd be a realtor because I'd be like, I loved like hunting for spaces. Like even the way I found mine was I was like, I'm going to drive up this way tonight after work. And then I was like, what's this for rent sign? Like, I think it's funny. Like you, you know, like just like your different passions. How, did you have a ton of area to choose from kind of being in Chicago? Not, not for, I think that no matter where you are to try and find this like really You know, like a storefront, but not a huge storefront. I think that, like, now whenever I see small spaces, I'm always like putting my head up to the window and I'm like, where would you put the shampoo bowl and where would you do this? And I think it was kind of challenging in my area to find something small enough and not want to take on too much. So I had found a space that. Was a thousand square feet. And I was like, okay, so I showed my friend who has a shop, and he was like, so you'd want to have like three hotel lounges and then you towards the back. I was (laughs) like, okay. He's like, just like, there's like two or three lounges in there, just like loungy areas. And then just like your chair. And I felt like a lot of times it was like trying to make, trying to retrofit something else that really wasn't quite right. And then when I found what I, my space, I was like, you gotta be shitting me. I feel like I dreamed this thing up because it was like, so right. And did you feel like that was yours? Yeah, Like I pulled up to the door and I held on to the
1: guy's number for literally three days before I even called because I knew it was like, too good to be true, but I didn't want to psych myself out and call him and be like, oh, sorry, I just had somebody rent it. But that space was, I mean, we found out that that space was available through a realtor for like a year. And this I saw this, I think the second day that he had put the sign out for rent, I was the one who saw it. So...
0: Yeah. I mean, I just think that things don't pass you that are for you. And like that, my space, it sat there for two years, they said, and it was tucked around the corner from my previous studio and I never saw it. That's crazy.
1: Well, and the other thing is too, like I normally am a pretty nervous person when it comes to making like really big decisions. I mean, even down to like my car, when I go and sign a new lease, I like feel like I'm signing my life away so i think for me to just like it all felt too right that i just kind of literally put my feet down and ran with it without even like ever having second thoughts without having any regrets without having remorse you know buyer's remorse i was just like yep this is what's happening
0: this is how it's gonna happen and i'm gonna do it that's so awesome. And so, since doing that, and um, just before the show, we talked about how you opened, and then a month later, you got married. So how has opening your salon and then just kind of trying to manage your personal life and your new marriage like what are what are some of the the things that you're doing to protect your peace? Well, I mean, on top of
1: getting married and running a salon, I also have my husband's business to run, which he's a woodworker and just builds, you know, custom furniture. So we've been having, I mean, we're still trying to find our balance, but I think for both of us, we, you know, like I said earlier, we both strive when we're busy, like kind of chaotic a little bit. So. I just kind of have to put, you know, I have to separate myself sometimes and be like, okay, I'm going to go home from work. I'm going to have an hour on my phone. I'm going to have an hour to do Josh's stuff and then we'll hang out together. But I think we've sacrificed more so like our personal time together just because whenever we are not sitting down, I'm like, okay, what did you have to do today? What do you have to build tomorrow? I have to stop and drop the laundry off at the salon, you know? So, but I think that we work so well as a team that just it's kind of seamless. I mean, it just happens and we get it done. Or
0: try. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So as far as like what you do to show up behind the chair and for your team, are you finding that there's some self care that you've had to like implement? Definitely. Which I, I, Actually, losing my assistant has made me not that I. I actually just lost (laughs) my. It's really depressing because you.
1: I mean, (laughs) I didn't realize how much I needed one until I tried these last couple weeks, like slowly by myself. Um, which I've I used to not double book, so but I've. I've only had an assistant for like the last three years. So having them has really like taught me to be a little, you know, like, Oh, I have to do this now because I don't have her. Oh, Oh no. I have to fold the towels because I don't have my assistant to help me with that. Like, so there's, I mean, it's going to be some adjusting, but I think for the self care part by me, not having an assistant makes me actually slow down a little bit behind the chair and I can like, I'm able to, I mean, it sucks, but I'm not having an assistant. I take five less people a week, which is around 20 less people per month. And so I'm trying to slow down a little bit so I can kind of have my my off days for me and Josh and our family. And we have three dogs too. So we like to spend time with them and I'm trying to slow down, but it's hard because I love what I do and I... Being in my own salon now, it's just like I excel that much more being in my own space. So it's hard, but
0: I'm working on it. Yeah, it's really, it's. A, you bring up a really good point because that's what I've been, uh, it's kind of a newer development. But what I've been realizing is that slowing down and seeing like, Yeah, like one less person a day. So I double book also, but doing a little bit less of it and realizing that maybe that's how I want to work, you know, not, and, and trying to question it and not just be like, okay, now I got to get someone else in here. Be like, wait a minute, really question like why you're doing it, how you're doing it. And like maybe seeing five less people a week and, and really investing that much more in the people that you have maybe that's the sweet spot, you know, it's like, but like, just like, just allowing myself the space to try. Yeah. Well, and I felt like when I, I mean, I love having an assistant and stuff just to help
1: alleviate back pain, you know, that kind of doing some of those littler things. I just feel like, I kind of like doing some of those things again, like shampooing, you know, like giving that really good experience behind the shampoo bowl with a head massage and all of that. I mean, that those little things really change the way your clients see you too. So I think with me slowing down, my clients will actually see a huge benefit in that. Um, Not that double booking like I was crazily, like I didn't affect their hair appointment, but I just feel like I was in such a routine and I felt like this oiled machine that I kind of lost my a little bit of personable, you know, being with my client and seeing that and like, oh, Morgan, sorry, you have to blow dry this client while I have to put on this base color because I'm running 20 minutes behind. I mean, now I'm like not able to really do that. So I'm trying to book myself to where I can handle
0: you know, still double booking, but not as insane. Right? Yeah. Like my my new schedule, which is kind of the schedule I had. Uh, I just feel like I had support with it, but I, you know, it's kind of like when I got an assistant like 10 months ago, it kind of forced me to like start implementing my actual schedule because I'm not going to make someone work outside of the hours that I've committed to them being with oh, right. me. So I, I started just like honoring the schedule I was going to have. I started booking a luncheon because like you can't be an employer and not see, like have someone take a lunch. And so I started doing all these little things in my business to where now that um, my assistant's gone, I'm able to be like, wow, I see three people. I eat lunch for a half an hour, let my dog out. And I see three more people and I go home. And it's like, I felt like I didn't necessarily have that healthy, like setup prior to having an assistant. And I feel like it kind of forced me to like honor my systems and processes. And so now I'm just like, maybe I, maybe I'm rethinking. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm, I have like three girls to interview and I'm like nervous.
1: Cause I like, I haven't had to have like a blind interview like that before because my last two assistants were at my previous salon already, and I just I kind of enjoy the the you know the little things the time like I can yeah, I can sit down and eat lunch while I have a gloss on a client and I can go to the bathroom and I can drink water and I don't have to neglect myself and be you know that oiled machine anymore
0: yeah it's it's just interesting like to like think about like a different way of working and one's not right and one's not wrong but like different seasons of life in different situations so, like the fact that like you aren't as double booked like someone has a question at the salon or heaven forbid like something happens throughout the day where you're like i need to call this maintenance person he just kind of frees you up yeah and i think
1: being you know in a different seat now now that you're an owner i mean you have like you know you have to order retail then you have to put the retail away and you have to price it and i mean just those little things have also taken up a lot of my free time so that's also why i want to kind of slow down you know too just so i
0: can do i can make the salon thrive as well as still thrive in my chair. And so what does that look like right now as far as your schedule? <laughs> I mean, I know I kind of caught you at a transitional time and myself included. It's hard because I'm taking two weeks off because we,
1: if opening the salon, we didn't go on a honeymoon right away because my opening my salon was kind of my honeymoon. Um, so we are actually taking like two weeks off in August and we're going out west. So just that, I mean, those two weeks in my August schedule has already jam packed my June and July. And now I'm already booking September and October, which I'm super, super thankful and super blessed to be that busy. But I'm also a little panicking and feeling a little claustrophobic just because I don't have because you don't have then you can't pe- get people in and I'm a yes girl and I like to please all of my clients because I love my entire clientele and I've kind of formed it into this, you know, group of women that I love and adore and I love doing their hair. So, it's hard for me to even take time off because I don't ever want to. I mean, I but I have to because I self-care
0: yeah, I know. I feel like I've been saying lately that it's really hard when you love what you are what you do to do it in a healthy way because it's like, I, yeah, I'll come in on that day or like, you know, there's been times where it's like, I could come in on Sunday after my husband runs a marathon and my sister runs a marathon and do your hair. And the next thing you know, I'm like, what am I doing yeah. here? How am I here right now? But it's like, I love what I do and I love making people's days. But like, it's like, wait, I'm going to let myself down if I don't check this check this yep. quick I just changed my name last Friday because I that was my first business day that I've had free to be able to go and tackle that <laughs> yeah and no, well I mean that makes sense it's like and then when you have time off it's like I don't know I mean you're touching people all day so you're kind of like I don't know I mean if I don't have to talk to someone today that could be yep. sweet yeah I I but yeah, so as far as your salon goes, like, what are what are your dreams for it? Do you do you like just the capacity in which you're working, and is it is it is this been your dream, or is there more? I feel like this has been my dream, and I don't want to say no. And I've been trying to
1: learn to never say never because you never know. Um, and I've already expanded bigger than I ever thought I would be. But at this point, I think that I've reached where I want to be and I think for a a little while but who knows what's next I mean who knows eventually if my lease comes up if I don't want to expand even more I mean I don't really I don't know the answer to that because I'm just kind of going with the flow too and not really not creating something to happen but not really forcing it to either I'm just kind of in this in this comfortable space right now where it just works.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And I, I feel like that's kind of the theme of everyone is just kind of like, you know, just be loose with it. And, you know, I didn't know I wasn't going to have an assistant or you didn't know yours was maybe going to move or, you know, just like things happen and it evolves and you, like, you're a lot happier when you don't just kind of get so stuck in how you think things are supposed to be. Yeah. But yeah, so I saw you're not taking new clients. What is what is uh, that about? Is that is that just kind of playing into the fact that you've just you're busy and? Wait, that's like the saddest thing
1: I've ever had to post because I love seeing new faces <laughs> and I love getting my hands in everyone's hair. But I had to put a halt. I was having issues where like. I was starting to now have all my clients pre book more than just one appointment and a lot of people, you know, can't really do that or don't know their schedule four months in advance. So I kind of put my foot down and said, you know, you just have to take a break for a second because you can't do everyone's hair and um, you have a good team that's behind you that can are they're all still taking new clients. and. I just needed to kind of let myself have some free time when I have it and, you know, keep it, try to find that balance. So I had to,
0: Yeah. So you were finding that your existing clients were having a really hard time getting in yeah, to see you. Just because a new client, I mean, they'll wait two months to get in
1: if, if they really want to see you. So I felt like they were doing that, but then my clients to pre-book in the future were then like, oh, I can't get you in that week. Sorry, I have three new people, you know, where you should have had that spot. So I'm just trying to be fair to my current clientele. And as fact as like, I can't expect everyone to be able to pre-book that far, but majority of my clientele do. I do have a couple girls that I only see like once or twice a year, you know, that just kind of randomly.
0: Yeah. And it is kind of like inevitable. I feel like, cause I've done that at times too, where it's, you're like, okay, I have three days of work. And if I consistently worked for the last 10 years, cultivating relationships and I don't consistently add hours to my schedule, then, then like, what, what am I supposed to do? Pick my favorites. Yeah. It's hard. I think that's honestly, to me, like one of the hardest parts of running my own schedule is I'll let, I'll see someone coming in and I'll just be like, Oh my I, At the end of the appointment, I know they're going to want to get back in, like I don't have any spots for them.
1: Me too, and I have severe anxiety outside of the salon, so it's just like, Nope, I don't even want to face her because I'm going to try to book her in six weeks and I don't have anything for ten, you know, and it's a little stressful, but. A lot of my girls trust Ashton because Ashton was with me for two years. So they'll be like, oh, well, I don't mind going to Ashton for a couple of times. And I'm like, you're in great hands, you know? And I promise that you are. And if you have any issues, please let me know. But most people, I mean, I have some girls that left me for Ashton because their schedules worked out better or, and I'm super happy that that they felt comfortable enough because I know a lot of clients, they don't, sometimes they feel uncomfortable trying somebody else in the same salon because they think you're judging them and they think you're where I would more of like try one of my girls. I like, they're all super talented. If one doesn't work for you, the other one might
0: like. So I'm not territorial. Right. And I feel like even, no, me either. And I think that, like, I think it sounds like a dream to be able to say, like oh my god this person is like and and honestly to have them be someone you trust and I think for people listening that don't actually work with anyone like myself I have a friend who works up the street who actually went to hair school with me in Minneapolis and I love sending people to her and so I feel like even for people listening like it's an awesome idea to like have, have a backup or have someone that you trust that your clients will like that you could even just like just be like okay I don't have anything that visit like you can get in with Kelsey that day or you should try her then, and just like kind of like take the pressure off you. Because I know that like being a one man show, I know it's just you feel like this is my responsibility, and it's kind of not personal. It's like these are the slots. This is the hours that I work, and I really can't yeah. go outside of them. Well, and what's nice is, I i mean, it's
1: hard because our area, too, has had in the past a ton of competition between salons, and, like, I kind of hate that because I think we should, as especially as hairdressers, be supporting each other. And, like, our salon, for example, we don't do pixie cuts. Nothing against pixie cuts. None of us really have a lot of experience in pixie cuts for us to trust, you know, ourselves to do them. So I'm happy, like, I already can think of five girls that work at four other salons that I always refer my clients to, or new clients that inquire and they're like, hey, I have a short pixie cut. Um, I'm looking for a new hairdresser. And I give them the spiel of, you know, none of us really specialize in that, and I want you to be in the best hands possible. So here's so and so from the other salon. And they probably are like taken back at first because they're like, why are you re- recommending me to somewhere else? But I'm trying to, like, put a stop to the stigmatism of we're all in competition together, you know? Like, I'm trying, like, I want to be able to refer other salons that specialize in mermaid colored hair, you know, since we don't. Or pixie cuts or men's cuts. Like, we don't take pixie cuts, men's cuts, bleaching tones, perms. I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't do. So I like to be able to eat.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up yeah. I think you bring up a good point because I was having a conversation recently with a friend and she was saying that about the area that she works in that it that it is actually very competitive and I was like that's so interesting. I guess I don't know, I I guess it's been like five and a half years since I've worked in a bigger salon. So I've just kind of been by myself or with one other person. And I kind of, am like, Oh, I forgot about that, that people are like that. And I think just like being in Chicago and, and having like, friends that have moved into their own spaces and things like that like that's actually one of my favorite mm-hmm. things to do I like spreading love and I so, yeah it's so fun but I guess you bring up a good point that like not everyone works in an area where that is actually something that's been cultivated yet well and I find that there's like a lot of putting other stylists down in our area too like I
1: mean just if someone comes in with a bad haircut they might put the stylist on blast you know on social media and it's like why do you know you shouldn't even even really know who cut who did that you know like it's just it's crazy so I'm trying to change that a little bit around our us too because it's better. because all of our swans are booth rental mostly I mean there's a few commission slans, but booth rentals are like the popular okay. thing in Michigan, I mean at least where we're at, so
0: Yeah, I think I saw something on Instagram the other day, like it was a while ago, and it was talking about hair color and how people are like, oh, I can't believe this person left someone's hair orange and then it was I and mean, maybe it's behind the chair, but then they said, Listen, that orange step was a necessary step. So we all want to say this person that did the hair the next time did this like kick-ass job, but at the same time, like their hair had to be orange in order to get that light. And so I think that like, it was funny the other day I had a consultation come in and I actually got complimented by my other client after she's like, wow, you handled that so well because the person had said... Um, yeah, like he told me that my hair would be blonde and she was Asian and it was not blonde and, and I was like, you know, I think I know what happened here. And like I think that he probably really wanted to meet your expectations and your expectations maybe weren't realistic and he probably got straight to work and getting your hair light as he could in one visit and he probably didn't stop and say, Hey, this picture's not super realistic. And I was like, and I don't blame him because, like, we're in the business of meeting people's, you know, expectations. And, like, and then she even said, I, I, didn't, have a, I didn't have reasonable expectations. And I was like, I think you yeah. should go back to him. Yeah. I was like, and I think you should show him the picture that he showed you. And, and, I, and the cool thing is that I even like started charging for consultations. So, like, I was like, if you want to come back, we'll apply that $50 to your visit. But I think that you sound like you have a good rapport with this person and, and you owe it to them to show them the picture. And get on the same page, and if you can't, you can always reach back out to me. And then I felt amazing because I was like, I was compensated for my time, and I didn't bash the other stylists. I, th- I think a lot of times stylists are kind of backed into a corner, and like we can have each other's backs, or we can like yeah. be that insecure yeah. that we I have agree. to put them down. And I saw that same post and I was like, that is like, that is very true. I've
1: never even thought about it like that until I saw behind the chair's post. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. And that helped me how to handle the next person that come, you know?
0: Yeah, it totally helped me. And I felt like I didn't slam someone else, but I also said like, I'm not getting involved in this without some sort of commitment from you because like otherwise people can go around town all the time getting consultations and taking people's time and you know like I've I've gotten 15 years of experiences in classes and like I shouldn't, I don't necessarily need to like just right. gives that knowledge right. away. But yeah, so that's 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 awesome. And I, it sounds like in some areas it's a bigger uphill battle than in others. But I think that that seems like the way that confident, comfortable people in their own skin are handling our industry, which is well, too, I mean, me. I see a lot of people that don't want to give up their secrets. And it's like, well, they're not secrets
1: if you post them all over social media, but then they get mad when you want to do what they're doing. And it's like, I mean... I, if someone's going to ask me what I tone somebody with, I'm going to tell them. Yeah, it's not going to maybe look the same when they use the exact same thing, but it makes me sad when people are like, oh, I'm not letting my secret out, or I don't want to show people how I paint. You know, it's like, why? Because you're hiding, like,
0: it right. doesn't make sense to me. Right. And it's like a lot of why people are coming to you isn't at all about the technique that you're doing, it's the way you're making them feel, the way you're showing up for them. and Like, I like something that Lisa Walker, Lisa Loves Balayage says, is like, she's not really interested in doing formulas because to her, she says that, you know, it's like that person has a brown wall or a white wall or a black wall. My formula is not going to get you the result I got, but I can teach you how I do things and I can teach you the thought process and my why behind it. And I think that, yeah, like the people I want to be around are not not afraid you're going to find out their secret sauce. Because it's like, they're not you. You can show
1: me how, Lisa Loves Balayage paints all day but am I going to be able to do it the same exact way as her probably not but I can try based off of what you know I've learned from her and stuff
0: exactly and I mean I know from reaching out to you when I've reached out to you and said, I love, I love your pictures. Are you guys using like a camera and you get like right back to me and you're like, no, it's this app. And I, I just think it's so cool. And that's like one of the cool things about social media. It's like sometimes I think you maybe have to look outside of your community to find your, your network. And that's okay. Because there are people out there that will share with you like, Hey, this is where my neon signs from or here, this is this. And like, Well, that's exactly, I asked you, I loved your neon sign
1: and I was like, where did you get that? I need that same thing.
0: Yeah, right. It's like, that's so smart off my back. Like, I'm like, I, I love, I love that, you know, that there is this group of people and that's why I wanted to have you on. Cause I was like, I just, I, you're like your vibe, the, what you're putting out there, the kind of life you want to have, like all of that. I'm like that, this is someone I want to talk to. And that makes me really happy. That melts my heart. <laughs> yeah. So if you had one tip or, um, you know, like business advice for someone who is, starting their own studio or loft or their own salon like what is something that you maybe wish you would have known or something that you feel like really helped you I feel like get a good branding person My brand, my
1: logo, my graphic designer, I guess, is what you would call her. She is so amazing, and she's helped me create the vibes at the salon solely based off of her logo she made us for the salon. But she's made me multiple business logos and my parents a logo and all that for their business. So I feel like branding is key. I mean, that's what makes you stand out as a business, and that's what that's what makes me want to look at somebody is I like my best friend, for example, she lives in Dallas, Texas. And she was like, Hey, I need a hairdresser. Like, what do I do? And I'm like, I'll find you one. Let me go on Instagram and stalk all these people and see who really puts themselves out there. And we found her a girl and she went to her and she like loved her. But I love when people have that. You, e and I mean, a lot of girls that I know that open signs, I love the branding and I love how everybody, all, all of us have done them separately and different and we all have different vibes yet. Ultimately we have the same branding. I mean, we're all good at it. That's what stands out, you know, to clients. And I think that getting a good branding person that fits with your style and that don't just pick somebody just because they know how to make a logo and they know how to do that stuff. I would say really find somebody that like fits your vibe and run with it.
0: Yeah. I love that. Cause I, I love my graphic designer. She's my sister's friend from college and she's super successful. And I'm just like excited that she'll work with me, but I feel like she has a very, um, curated, very niche down style. And I think that, yeah, people know what they're into. Like you should find the person that you're, you like what they do. And I, I, my thing is like don't get overly involved in how they do it. Like show them your secret Pinterest board, let them help you. But like, I always try and stay, like, kind of out of it because I'm like, I love your aesthetic, and I don't want to do what people do with hair where they get too overly involved, and you're like, fuck, I don't even know what I want to do for you now because you're all up in my business. But but I feel like people, like, let them be the expert and, like, guide them a little, but then let them let them run with it, like you're saying, because that's what they do. And I would say have an open mind. I mean, I I kind of just... Like if
1: the girls need something at the salon, I make it happen. Yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, get a fountain pop machine because I think we really want one and it's too damn expensive. But like (laughs) little things, like really, really, if you have employees, take in what they like and what they want in their environment because essentially that's what's gonna keep you up and running and. Like, I listen to my girls, and my girls actually have helped me in the business aspect sometimes with certain things I'm stuck on. So, I'd say get a good branding person, have a good team that stands behind you that you trust, and follow what they want because happy people I mean,
0: same goes for your husbands. Happy wife, happy life. If you have happy stylists, you have
1: a good running salon. So,
0: yeah, and like you think about how you're going, yeah, you're going on a trip for two weeks, and like you've laid the groundwork for it to run without you, it sounds like.
1: Well, my girls luckily are awesome, and they care about the space. I think just as much as I do. So I don't think I'll have a problem if they can take up the slack for me for a week. Like I think they would be okay with that because we all kind of put in the same effort, and that's kind of what I talked to them about before even starting. Was we don't have someone to clean our bowls and wash our clients' dishes, you know, and that kind of stuff. So we kind of all help each other and i feel like that's really what helps us kind of survive too as a team is we're all in it the same
0: yeah that's awesome you like found your people well thank you so much for being on i mean i'm so excited to keep keep watching your instagram and your journey and well thank you um and thanks for having me on today